With the Wednesday WCCO All Local, I'm Laura Oaks. Today's stories include charges against a man who allegedly held his girlfriend captive and abused her in her dorm room for four days. More confusion over the interpretation of a state law regarding the use of force by school resource officers. And a former Viking turns in his cleats for dancing shoes. But we begin with a tragic story out of Eden Prairie. A 28-year-old Eden Prairie man is in custody in connection with the death of his 7-year-old brother. Police were called to a home last night on a welfare check and found the unresponsive boy. He was taken to Fairview Southdale Hospital where he was pronounced dead. The investigation is ongoing. A Granite Falls teenager is facing several charges after police say he held his girlfriend against her will in her St. Catherine University dorm room where he allegedly beat, raped and waterboarded her for four days. 19-year-old Keanu Labatt was charged earlier this week with several counts of sexual assault, assault by strangulation, and threats of violence in connection with the incident. Investigators say the victim was held captive from last Thursday until late Sunday morning when she finally escaped. They say Labatt was on probation for violating a restraining order against a 17-year-old girl last year who was apparently his girlfriend at the time. Labatt made his first court appearance in Ramsey County yesterday and at last check remains behind bars in lieu of $80,000 bail. Steve Simpson. News Talk 830 WCCO. A lawsuit filed by a bipartisan group of Minnesota voters looks to try to block former President Donald Trump from appearing on the state's presidential ballot next year. The group, including former Minnesota Secretary of State Joan Groh, argues that Trump is disqualified from public office under the rarely used insurrection clause of the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. The Minnesota Police and Peace Officers Association is speaking out following a letter from Minnesota House Speaker Melissa Hortman to some law enforcement leaders saying nothing that has changed in state law pertains to use of force by school resource officers. Hortman says there's only one standard use of force regardless of whether an officer is an SRO or not. More than 30 agencies have pulled their SROs from schools over confusion about the law and whether or not an agency could face litigation and are calling for a special session to clarify it. Imran Ali is the MPPOA's general counsel. I have been been on the phone for the last several weeks with every attorney that I can possibly think of uh, that specializes in areas of city, you know, municipal work and county attorney and even statutory construction. And all of them agree that this new law creates a different standard. In her letter, Speaker Hortman says she is committed to continuing the conversation, but hopes to get SROs back in schools as soon as possible. Four juveniles are in custody after leading police on a pursuit in a stolen car overnight. It ended in Golden Valley when police deployed stop sticks, disabling all of the vehicle's tires. The suspects ran from the scene and were tracked by multiple agencies and a canine unit. The numbers are in, and Minnesota law enforcement arrested 1,140 impaired drivers over the latest crackdown period that ended on Labor Day. Among the most notable, an impaired driver was arrested for going 107 miles per hour in a 70-mile-per-hour hour zone. Another driver was arrested for DWI two times in three days. The Carver County Library Board votes to deny a request to ban a book that's been at the center of controversy across the country. Back in July, a Waconia woman raised concerns about the book Gender Queer, which details the author's gender identity journey. The usually quiet Carver County Library Board meeting was filled with parents who supported keeping the book on library shelves. I believe that you have the ability to possibly prevent some of these feelings of depression in our trans population. The American Library Association received almost 1,300 demands to remove library books last year, the highest ever in its 20-year recording history. 
In Minnesota, 22 demands were made with genderqueer being the top title for removal. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter cutting the ribbon on a home purchased by the city's first recipient of Rondo Inheritance Fund dollars. The fund is intended for those whose ancestors in the former Rondo neighborhood were displaced when Interstate 94 was constructed in the 1950s. The renovated 1894 brick home was purchased by 22-year-old Anthony Bradford, who says he couldn't believe it when he was told he qualified for a $90,000 grant. I froze. I was lost in time. I couldn't cry because I didn't want my coworkers to know what big event just happened. However, I just got my first house. Oh my God. <laughs> Mayor Carter says the Rondo Inheritance Fund is the city's way of helping restore what was lost for so many families. A new art installation honoring an African-American muralist will be debuting soon along Olson Memorial Highway. Through the work of local black artists, the bridge's chain link fence will be replaced with an art piece visible from both the bridge and the freeway. Public Arts Supervisor Mary Altman says the project gets its name from John Bridgers, an African-American muralist who created the Celebration of Life mural, which was installed in 1996 along the highway and later destroyed. She says the new installation will have a major impact on the community. Uh, people will be so proud to see African and African-American symbols and images in a major, large-scale work of art that is also a gateway to the north side. The project is expected to be completed in early fall with more than 300 glass enameled metal panels being installed along the highway. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. And a former Viking star is set to go dancing. Running back Adrian Peterson will join the cast of ABC's Dancing with the Stars this season, joining a list that includes Brady Bunch star Barry Williams, singer Jason Mraz, real estate mogul and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Mauricio Umansky, and actors Mira Servino and Jamie Lynn Spears. Spears says she'll donate her winnings to SAG-AFTRA and WGA amid their ongoing strikes. The new season kicks off Tuesday, September 26th on ABC. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO.